This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. We have World Series Game 5 tonight. It is Justin Verlander and Noah Syndergaard will make the start for the Phillies. Ryan Fagan, baseball writer for the Sporting News, is in Philadelphia. And before he goes sightseeing or while he goes sightseeing, looking for the Liberty Bell, uh, climbing up the stairs at the Museum of Art. I don't know what Ryan Fagan is planning on doing tonight. Is it okay if we call last night a no-hitter, I say facetiously? You know, it's funny you would say that because I'm literally standing right next to Benjamin Franklin's gravesite. Um, I was walking through there as my alarm went off. said, get out of there so I can talk to Adam Gold on the radio. It's, <laughs> you, you love Philadelphia, you know. It's just such a great thing. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, it's, I think I can call it a no-hitter. Yes. You know why? Because there were no hits. Yeah, exactly. You know, I got, I got no problem with that. Um, yeah, I mean, combined no-hitter, is it the exact same as a – you know, uh, as a solo no-hitter, no. But is it a solo no-hitter? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't, I don't have any problem calling. I know a lot of people do. But to me, if, if you are a team and you throw an entire game and don't allow the opponent any hits, that's a no-hitter. Yeah, that, I, I don't know how else to term it. I mean, yeah. we, we're not assigning. We're not saying Christian Javier threw a no-hitter. We're just saying right. the, the Houston Astros combined to no-hit the Philadelphia Phillies. This has been a very interesting series. Ryan Fagan of Sporting News is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. Uh, we've only had one game that was in the balance in the ninth inning. So we've, we've, we've been devoid of drama other than game one. But it's been a good series otherwise. I mean, Houston had to respond in game two. Then we had the five-home run game in game three, and I've never heard uh, a baseball stadium sound like it did at Citizens Bank Park in game three. And then last, it was just, it, it's been a fun series, I think. Yeah, it, it's crazy to think that every single game has had a five-to-nothing lead, but we've still had these memorable things that we'll talk about for a long, long time. You know, the, the Phillies come back in game one, the so the five home runs in in game three, the the combined no hitter in game four, it just kind of makes you wonder what's next. And, you know, I mean, not not to go all you know sentimental, but that's what I love about October, about the World Series. You just never know. It feels like because the the situation is so intense and the drama is heightened, you know, extreme things can happen. You know, you can see a pitcher kind of lose it a little bit, like. McCullers did, and you, you see the the Phillies because they're such an elite team hit five home runs off of them. You know, I mean, this is a guy that in forty seven, you know, he was hurt a lot of the year, but he pitched forty seven innings in the regular season, and he gave up four home runs in those forty seven innings, and then he's the guy that gave up five home <laughs> runs in one World Series start. I mean, there, there's no way, and it, it reminds me constantly about you know the the how hard it is to predict baseball, yeah. <laughs> especially in October, and you know, and we talk about. You know, I even wrote about this before game four. And, you know, the old baseball adage is momentum is the next day starting pitcher, mm-hmm. right? It did not feel like that after game three. After game three, it felt like the Phillies were in complete control of this series. And then the next day starting pitcher turned in a historic <laughs> performance. And we're talking about what we're talking about now. So, yeah, that's, that's one. It's just, it's great about October. It's great about 
the World Series. It's just so many things can happen, and you know you can try to predict because the people want predictions. They want to, yeah. you know, as much as they want to say, "Hey, this guy was right." They mostly want to say this person was wrong. <laughs> Lord knows we've all been wrong plenty of times. Ryan, Ryan Fagan of Sporting News is joining us. You, you actually bring me to, I was talking about this yesterday. Because during game three, and I allowed for the fact that maybe it was Dusty Baker looking at some information that was uh, sitting on, you know, maybe the dugout floor, the, one of the top top steps of the dugout. But it almost looked to me like when the camera hit Dusty Baker, like, he had his head bowed, and he was thinking, man, this was the greatest chance I will ever have to win a World Series, and I'm about to get Philadelphia phillied out of this. Uh, but it, it once the next game starts, and Kyle Schwarber talked about it after the game, where he said he didn't give a blank that they got yep. no hit, we'll just come back tomorrow, because it really is a completely new day. Yeah, because, you know, the, the Astros didn't give a blank that they gave up five home runs. You know, it do, it does not matter. And, you know, it, it, I think it's easier for the players to accept that than sometimes it is for the fans and even us media types because, you know, we're not the ones actually out there playing. So we don't see the how that impacts the game. But as, you know, fans and media, we, we, we're left with these feelings, these lingering feelings and you know, a lingering feeling of how game three went, right? Mm-hmm. And now the lingering feeling of how game four went. Now it seems like, <laughs> you know, yesterday it seemed like there was no way this series was leaving Philadelphia. Now it seems like it's hard to imagine the Phillies winning this thing. When in reality, the chances, I mean, you know, statistically the chances have changed, but they still have a very good chance of, of winning this World Series. You know, they show that they can win in Houston, and they've got one more game at home. You know, I don't know that if you're a Phillies fan, you're feeling great about the Syndergaard versus Verlander matchup. Um, but I think, you know, you still have a, a very good chance to win this thing. And I, again, that's what's fun about October. Why? I don't know. Why, why wouldn't the Phillies feel good about facing Justin Verlander or unless, unless that is about more about Noah Syndergaard than facing Verlander in half of Verlander's career world series starts. He's allowed at least four runs. Um, yeah. What, I, I think, I think it's mostly about just not a trust for Syndergaard. And after they saw what, that Astros lineup did in the fifth inning to Aaron Nola and Jose Alvarado, the idea right. of, you know, Noah Syndergaard, you know, I mean, Syndergaard <laughs> with his 98 mile an hour fastball was great. Loved watching him. Syndergaard with what he has right now, mm-hmm. I'm not saying he can't get back to what he could, what he was, but, you know, he's still figuring out how to pitch after Tommy John's surgery cost him so much time. It's just, he's, he's not the same guy. Right. Can he be successful? Yeah. Has he been successful? Yeah. But, you know, that Astros lineup looked pretty good against two pretty good Phillies pitchers last night. Oh, there, there's no question. B- both lineups are, are excellent. Um, there's a lot of, uh, you know, long ball action in the Phillies lineup, but both teams can hit home runs. It was funny. I was, I'm trying to remember who we were, uh, we were discussing this with, but I think it was our, our, our old friend Elliot Johnson who played big league baseball for a bunch of years and is a Durham Bulls legend. Uh, the Astros had not, and maybe still haven't quite, hit their offensive stride. They went undefeated through the first two, their first two rounds of the playoffs without really being great offensively. They had some great performances, yeah. right? Uh, but they really weren't clicking as a team offensively. Uh, and I'm not sure they still are, or, or they are at this point. I think they still might be uh, scuffling, if to, to use that terrible baseball term a little bit. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. 
they're not playing great offensive baseball yet. Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Financial advice industry can be overwhelming for a lot of people. Is there a way to be sure you're getting the best service when you don't know? Yeah, Adam, it's not just if you gave the money to a planning team and they did good the first year. I mean, anyone can do good for one year, but it's a track record and it's a long-term accounts that are very important. We call that a financial fill-up strategy, Adam, and that gives you lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll put together for you, the listener, your very own total retirement plan. If you call right now. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. No, I, I, I completely agree, and I think that that fifth inning last night was the first time we've seen what that lineup can't be. You know, I was watching along. I always have the baseball savant page pulled up that shows the exit velocities and any conceivable statistic you could want to know about batted ball uh, and pitch ball data. Uh, but the, the Astros just had a series of balls that they hit 95 to 110 miles an hour. Uh, you know, every single guy that came up, was hitting line drive ropes all yeah. over the ball field. And I think that's what this Astros team is. That's the lineup that got them to 106 wins. And it's a good enough lineup that even when the whole lineup isn't doing that, they've gotten enough individual performances like you talked about. You know, like Jordan Alvarez in game one of the division series against the Mariners. One of the, you know, it, we, we talk about the, the home run to end the game off Robbie Ray, but, you know, he came up with a two-out double in the third inning after the Mariners had gone out a big lead and if that doesn't happen the ninth inning doesn't happen it was just an absolutely great uh, all-around performance from him you know Bregman had a couple of big at bats mm -hmm. you know uh, we, they got home runs from guys like Chaz McCormick against Garrett Cole that you didn't expect but it hasn't as a as a group clicked and until really that 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 ending last night and I think if you're an Astros fan that's what you're saying okay maybe hey finally finally we're gonna see some of that what we saw all year Finally, I'm not going to ask you to make a prediction tonight other than this um, because it's the first time in, a, what, about a decade we've seen a World Series game, a little bit more. We've seen a World Series game in Philadelphia. What's the atmosphere uh, likely to be like at Citizens Bank Park tonight? It's going to be fun. You know, I, I think that's why the Astros would love to, to get out and score a couple runs early because <laughs> the, the difference in the atmosphere between uh, Game 3 and Game 4 was, was pretty stark. And I think the thing about Game 5 is, no matter what happens, this is the last chance right. for Philly fans to see their, their team at home. Um, they would have loved for it to be a chance to, uh, to win the world series. That's not happening, but yeah, you're going to see, you're going to see all the excitement. You're going to see all the anger. You're going to see all the angst, you know, but the auxiliary press box, uh, we're close to where there is basically an Astro section. So I guess like team members and all of these things. And in the first inning, there was something that happened. I forget what it was. I think a uh, Javier strikeout and the Astros um, section stood up and just went crazy and cheered. And the rest of the stadium, it felt like, went, wait, what? So everybody in the lower deck, all the Phillies fans, like at, at once they turned and just booed the Astros fans who were standing there. I think that's a lot of what you're going to see uh, in game five tonight. Traditionally, let's, let's all recall that they once threw snowballs at Santa Claus. Philly, Philly fans are undefeated. Ryan Fagan of the Sporting News, I appreciate your time, man. Uh, enjoy game five and then game six and maybe game seven, and we'll talk to you very soon. Sounds good. Always enjoy chatting, Adam. Take care. Go, go say hi to Ben Franklin. I will do. All right. <laughs> 
So when I was looking to transfer, it was um, a lot of one-on-one, and it didn't feel like I got lost in a huge university because I knew that if I came here, there was going to be someone I could talk to about every aspect of the courses I needed to take, but also, too, I loved the smaller classroom sizes, and I liked how interactive and immersive all of the learning was going to be. It wasn't just going to be me sitting in a room with a couple hundred people and a professor who didn't know my name. To find out more about transferring to William Peace University, visit peace.edu.